ready. Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. the spirits of courage. We lose the spirits of power over the enemy. 
And we list all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we loose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility, the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen. And I want to welcome everybody to Omega Man Radio Network. I'm Shannon Davis. And for those of you listening live to the chat room, give me a sound check. I want to test my mic out tonight. Well, it's going to be my special pleasure and honor to welcome back Pastor John Franklin. He's from eastern Ontario, Canada, with the uh, Church of Salvation, Healing, and Deliverance. He comes on every uh, Monday night, brings the word of the Lord. And uh, what we're going to do tonight is... uh, we're going to be doing a special message, followed by a mass deliverance, and then we're going to be taking your phone calls tonight. So if you need prayer, uh, we will be opening up the lines in the second hour. If you need deliverance, if you need uh, you got a special uh, physical request tonight you need healing for, whatever the case may be, uh, we are here for you. And uh, I want to welcome everybody that's new to Omega Man Radio. I see some newbies out there, Grundy. Uh, D-Day, hello, uh, welcome aboard, uh, Prayer Warrior, Who Brown, Sawzeal holding on, all of our uh, old friends, all our family, as I call them. And, you know, we do a program here nightly on this program um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or that's 5 p.m. Pacific. That's Monday through Saturday. And then we'll do an occasional uh, double program, like we do Saturday afternoons. Uh, sometimes we'll do the 6 p.m do an early bird show, and uh, I wanted to tell you that uh, now that I'm getting the Internet connection fixed uh, and we're getting a better connection while I'm overseas, we are going to be going to uh, some double programs very soon. We'll have our regular shows in the evening at 8, and then I'm going to be doing some early bird shows. So looking forward to that. Definitely keep me in prayer. And I want to thank everybody that uh, tunes in nightly. Spread the word. You can also get this program on iTunes. If you go to subscribe to Omega Man Radio, it's a free podcast. Or you can go over to our official website, omegamanradio.com, and uh, click on the RSS link, and that will take you to an archive of all the shows we've done. Last count, I think we're up to 240 shows. So praise the Lord. Well, without uh, further ado, let's get Pastor John on standby. Hey, John, how are you tonight? Uh, Blessed, Shannon. Lord's blessings on you too there. Lord's blessings to you. I will give you the microphone at this time. Thank you. Well, good evening, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Again, welcome to Omega Man Radio Land there. And tonight I thought we'd take a look at uh, what I call the virtuous woman there. And this show is dedicated to all God's virtuous women out there who are trying to lead the best godly life they can in spite of all the things that the devil's trying to do to pull them down. So the Lord bless you mightily there. But as we start, we'll just start off with an opening binding and loosening. Dear Heavenly Father, again we come to you, the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, guided by the indwelling Holy Spirit. Lord, we do bless and praise and glorify you. We thank you for all the blessings you give us. Lord, I thank you for giving us this time in which people all around the world can gather together in the unity of the Spirit. And Lord, you said wherever two or three are gathered, in your name there you'll be in the midst of us. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, for being with us, for leading us. Lord, we ask your blessings on the show tonight, the blessings on the message and on the prayer time there as well, too. I'm asking, Lord, you would 
bringing all the lame, the halt, the blind from the highways and byways. Bringing your people, Lord, who do need help after they've been savaged by the devil. Because, Lord Jesus, you're our good shepherd. We know you'll take care of us, and we know you'll help us. And we do thank you for that. So in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the strong and ruling spirits over Prince of Pardier and all the evil ones working in through those who are sending ungodly things against us, against Omega Man Radio. The people listening now are on the archives. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I, I cut off all their religious devices, all their, their prayers and all these other things that are being offered up outside the will of God. I cut them all off. I cut off all the chanting demonic energies, all the hypnotic and mind controls, all the bewitchments of sorcery, and I send them back immediately to original demonic centers. I also cut off all curses of envy and jealousy coming against Omega Man Radio 2, and I, I send all that back with its bitterness in the name blood of Lord Jesus Christ to the original the demonic centers. Well, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the strong one and all these ones working in and through every aspect of Omega Man Radio, Tonight's show over Shannon's family, all the people that are listening live or will get it on download from the archives, binding over the all the internet networks, the ISPs, even people's home computers or wherever they're listening, binding over the telephone system as people are listening on the phone, binding over all the fiber optic links or the satellite links or underground sea cable, whichever way the signal's getting around, we bind over that in Jesus' name. In the name of Lord Jesus, I take authority over all the ones bound third round. Bind my authority with obedience and I command to be obedient. Also, all the ones who try to block people's minds that they cannot concentrate or they cannot remember, I just bind them, you cut them off and cast them down, especially anything of Jezebelic witchcraft you have. I rebuke you, critters, in Jesus' name. I command you to stand down right now, or we'll deal with you in a little while. But also, I do lose the spirits, as Pastor Wynn did in that beginning prayer. I lose the spirits of Elijah, Jehu, and the hounds of heaven to destroy the workings of the devil and the whole Jezebelic kingdom. We're praying, Lord God, you would restore your families and your church and go beyond that to the nations the way you would have them. Well, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ again, I break all curses, device of witchcraft, psychic prayers, honor against us and ours, and I return them immediately to the original demonic senders. Wherever the attacks are coming from, I cut them off, and I send them back immediately to the original demonic senders. Also, in the name of Lord Jesus, I break all evil, sympathetic, ungodly, soul ties, any good use or bad, any controls in us from anyone, anything living or dead. I'm asking, Lord, your angels, gather up all the fragment piece of our soul and restore our souls to wholesomeness. That covers all the blood, Lord Jesus. I lose leadings of the righteous spirits, the Lord, into us too. Life, health, and restoration will be sound, my good, and I sleep. And also, Lord, as you told us to pray for others, we lift up the persecuted believers to you. We lift up your missionaries, your evangelists. Lord, we lift up believers caught in extreme circumstances, especially of those who might be caught in the, the African, North African conflict or the Middle East, Lord, we're praying for protection for your people there. Ask, Lord, your angels would to just guard and lead your people to safety that the devil's not able to cause them any problems. 
Lord, I'm praying for special blessings and protection for your families today because, you know, Lord, there's a lot of assaults on the families, trying to pull them down and pull them apart. And we ask, Lord, you'd lose your family, restoring angels to protect and to restore your families. Ask for a mighty pouring of your Holy Spirit unto all your people there as well, too. And I ask, Lord, you just turn back all the attacks from the world, the world system that's trying to pull your people down, trying to get young people in schools or in the workplace or any other. We just ask, Lord, turn that stuff back. Restore your people, Lord, to what you would have them be. And so, Lord, I'm asking for your blessings on the show tonight there as well, too. Ask for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name and by his blood. Amen. Well, as we're going to be starting off here, I thought it would be nice to have a nice little song. My wife and I are going to be singing it. It's called Humility of Heart. And if any of you know that, well, feel free to sing along with us here. Glory is born and made. 
to our Heavenly Father and to Him. He isn't kidding. Matthew 10, 37 to 39. Matthew 10, 37 to 39. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Now, did this apply to men only? Well, Galatians 3, 26 to 29. Galatians 3, 26 to 29. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Yes, thankfully, salvation and God's promises are available to men, or to men and women also. As human beings are social creatures, our Lord God instills order in the confusing world by setting up the family as the basic social unit. In fact, the first motion passed in the new United Nations after the Second World War was to confirm the importance of the family. Does God have any suggestions for the operation and maintenance of the family? Ephesians 5, 28 to Ephesians 6, 4. That's Ephesians 5, 28 to 6, 4. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourished and cherisheth it even as the Lord the Church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the Church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, 
provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Is there any hierarchy in God's creation? 1 Corinthians 11, 3. 1 Corinthians 11, 3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Before the manifestation starts, what organization does not have a command structure? And instead of only demanding our privileges, all of us should be fulfilling our responsibilities. 1 Corinthians 7, 32-35. 1 Corinthians 7, 32-35. And I'll use the RSV version this time. I want you to be free from anxiety. The unmarried man is anxious about the affairs of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly affairs, how to please his wife. And his interests are divided. And the unmarried woman or girl is anxious about the affairs of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly affairs, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. It said that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation. There is a lot of truth to that. Would Moses or Samuel have followed the Lord God so closely if they hadn't been brought up by godly mothers? And many godly women served our Lord Jesus Christ, especially around the crucifixion. And they have a special function when they mature. In Titus 2, 1 to 8, Titus 2, 1 to 8, this time I'll use the ESV. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men 
to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about us. Are there any Bible passages about godly women so we can learn from them? Probably the main passage is Proverbs 31, 10 to 31. Proverbs 31, 10 to 31. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maiden. She considereth a field, and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arm. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold a distaff. She stretches out her hand to the poor, yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen, and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful. And beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, 
and let her own works praise her in the gates. There are so many good points mentioned here. Why don't we take a closer look at them? Again, it's Proverbs 31, 10 to 31. This time I'll use it in the New King James so that you can get a more up-to-date version of the words. So this is Proverbs 31, 10 to 31. Verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Well, as the writers of the Proverbs I speculate. Where can you find a virtuous wife? In today's society, it seems to be getting harder and harder to do that because I say you only find a virtuous wife coming from a godly family. That's the way things work. And when you do find her, you know, her worth is far above rubies. The Bible says whoever finds a wife finds a good thing, and I'm sure all godly men thank the Lord God for bringing them, the wife they have to them. I know I'm thankful for my wife the Lord has given me for now some 30 years. Yes, godly women, godly wives are worth far above their weight in gold and rubies. Verse 11, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. You know, it's it's good when husband can trust his wife and the wife can trust the husband that they won't be doing anything behind their backs. They shouldn't be. You know, it's hard in today's society with all the things that are going on. I mean, how many television shows are there out there that honor a godly family? Uh, I'm not aware of any. They seem to be aiming at uh, the elder women or the middle-aged women. Now they're even down to teenagers, trying to get them off track as much as they can. No, there's not very many godly things out there on television, and it's good when a man can trust his wife and a wife can trust her husband and says safely trust each other you know because if not things can cause trouble you can go into I believe it's in numbers 5 sometimes a spirit of jealousy will enter into a man if he suspects that his wife is fooling around but for those, both man and woman, who are following the Lord, that won't have legal ground to come in because they know they will not be doing anything to come against each other. You know, there's something to be said in following the marriage vows to remain faithful to each other till death do part. In verse 12, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Now this is following up in the previous verse that when the husband and wife love each other and are committed to pleasing each other as much as they can as we read in the previous verse, 
we don't have to worry about what could happen because there will no evil thing come that way all the days of our lives because we're committed to each other, to building each other up and to bring about the best that we possibly can. Well, in verse 13, this godly woman, you can see she's not just sitting around watching television all day or other useless activities. She's being industrious. She's seeking wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. You know, there is something to be said for being industrious and, in this case, working with your hands because, well, you know, if you wanted to save some money and you didn't want to pay the big price for new clothes, if you could, you know, buy some used clothes and do the minor modifications or even more so that are needed, you know, for yourself, for husband, or for children, you know, save a lot of money there as well too and it's it's even good to teach the children especially the daughters these basic skills I know uh, many years ago when going to uh, various craft fairs with our children there'd be some you know middle aged women coming around looking and they'd say oh you know I wish I could do that needlepoint or knitting or other things and you see their mothers never taught them so they didn't know so it's a good thing for godly women to teach their daughters uh, the basic things because you just never know when you'll need it and you know you can work with your hands and make things well you can save yourself some money and if you save money you know you're not going to be paying taxes on it so that's a double bonus there well verse 14 she is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. Yes, this godly woman provides, in this case, food for her household. You know, if she's able to grow it in her garden, that's so much the better. Remember in World War II, if there's any of you out there who remember that, they had the victory gardens. and The idea was that whatever food the people can grow for themselves, the more food would go for the war effort to support the troops that were engaging in battle. And the way things are going in this day and age, you know, if you can grow some of your own stuff, you might be better off to do that. It gives the family something good to work towards, you know, in the city where the children don't have the responsibilities they do out in the country. It leaves more idle time that uh, unfortunately too many get into trouble and get involved in games and, and things like that but you know if you're out in the country and you've got your own garden or if you got to go cut your own firewood etc some of them have livestock whether it be horses or cattle or sheep or goats well that that takes up a lot of extra time time that uh, won't let them get into trouble so this godly woman, she's going around and she is bringing the food for her household so that they aren't lacking anything. And needless to say, her husband is not just sitting around all day twiddling his thumbs 
he is out engaged in his own business affairs because, you know, it is really the responsibility of the husband, the father, to provide for his family. I know that goes against a lot of current trends where you have a, a lot of men content to stay at home as house husbands and let their wives go out and do everything. Uh, I don't think that's what God intended for men. God made man to be the provider for the family. You can go back and see in the first of Genesis, after they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, you know, our Lord God said to Adam, you know, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to be working the ground to, uh, to raise a crop and to provide. God has made men to be the leaders of the family and to be the providers for them. Well, verse 15, she also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. Well, you know, back then, uh, without all the modern conveniences, there would be a lot more things to do. You know, there was no electricity, there was no central heat, uh, central air either, by the way, and, uh, you know, somebody had to keep the fires going and keep the candles lit and the lamps trimmed and all that sort of stuff. Well, here the godly woman is rising early to attend to it. Now you could say that's the way it was in the early agricultural societies, yes, but the principles are the same today, that, uh, you know, for when children are going to school, the, the mothers are usually up at a good time making sure their clothes are there and their lunches are ready and they have the proper outerwear if it's going to be wet and rainy. They have their raincoats and the rubber boots ready or if it's going to be extra cold weather to have an extra scarf and, and good heavy mitts on, etc., this is what the mother does because God has put it in her to love her family and to take care of her family. And so she provides for them food and other things for the household that are needed. And if there's any servants the richer people had back then, she would also ensure that they had adequate supplies there as well, too, because... Well, if they weren't fed well, they weren't going to work well. So it's for God's people to take care of their servants. And yes, that, employ, that goes for employers as well, too. Godly employers take care of their employees and treat them decently. Now, verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. Well, you know, some people can say, well, this kind of woman is just kept at home, you know, is kept barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen and just can't do anything she likes to do. Well, you look at this verse. I mean, this godly woman is able to get out. Well, she's into the real estate business. and She's looking at a field, analyzing it, you know, to see whether it's good for growing produce or it's 
only good enough for grazing livestock, and if she considers it to be a worthy investment, well, she'll buy it. And that shows that she has access to the monies of the family, that she's not being restricted. I know, uh, you know, I, I tell my wife that, you know, I provide for the family, I earn the money, and she gets to spend it. You know, and uh, that's the way our family works, and it, it works okay. And we're both satisfied with with that arrangement. And it says here, from her profits, she plants a vineyard. Well, buys the land, and then seeks to improve it, you know, by planting a vineyard with their their great vines, etc. Then they could pick them and in due season and uh, get extra revenue from that. So she's always looking to do something better and to, you know, expand her scope on things. In verse 17, she girds herself with strength and strengtheneth her arms. Yes, by actively working, she is, well, building up her muscles at She's able to do the things that need to be doing because I don't have to tell you ladies how much work there is in this day and age for those who insist on working outside the home. Well, there's still all the household chores and duties to do unless you've got enough money you can hire a, a cleaning service or whatever. But if not, there's the maintenance of the house there's the shopping, there's the laundry. And, you know, for those who have children, it seems that on the weekends the parents are just taxi drivers taking their children to hockey or soccer or baseball or ringette or whatever the case is. Well, for those ladies who are able to stay at home and raise their families, there's not quite as much pressure on them, and uh, well, the Lord bless them for that. Well, you know, you know, from all the work done, the washing the floors, the vacuuming, the laundry, the other things around, you do build up your muscles, that's for sure. Verse 18, she perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamp does not go out by night. Well, by working with her hands and being industrious, she's able to make good quality things and then able to go out and sell them and to bring in more money. And also, the lamp does not go out by night. It puts sufficient oil into it that it will keep going, you know, over in the Gospels. There's the parable of the... the uh, of the bridegroom, five were wise and five were foolish. The foolish one did not have extra oil for their lamps. Well, this godly woman, this virtuous woman, has put enough oil in her lamp that it will not go out. Without electricity, you know, you get up at night and the place is pitch black. You know, if you even had a little light, you would appreciate just that little bit to see what's going on. So she's diligent. She's not 
slothful or lazy. And verse 19, she stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. Well, you know, these are the old spinning wheels they used to have when they used to make the wool and the yarn that they would use in their various products. She is skilled. She is able to use it and to do the work that is needed. And she can make all sorts of things. As I was saying earlier, the more you can make, the better off you are. You know, if you haven't seen how these work, there's various theme parks around that have life as it was, say, 200 years ago. I know along the St. Lawrence River outside uh, a Morrisburg area there, there's Upper Canada Village where their theme is in the uh, mid-1800s and there are some demonstrations of women who are using the spinning wheel for doing this. Verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Well, remember earlier we read the verse, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, this virtuous woman, first of all, is able to see that there are those more disadvantaged than her. And instead of turning and saying, Oh, it's not my problem, she reaches out. She hands to the needy probably some of the clothes that she made or some of the extra food that she either grew or cooked herself. She has a love for them. She is loving her neighbor, as the Bible says that uh, we're supposed to do. Verse 21. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with Scarlet. Yes, this virtuous woman has taken steps to ensure that there is suitable and adequate clothing for her whole family as the seasons change. And I know if you live up here along the 45th parallel, you know, you get winter, you get summer, you get spring, you get fall. You know, you need a lot of sets of clothing, you know to be able to take in all this different kind of weather that's going on. Well, the godly woman, the virtuous wife, plans for things ahead and is not taken by surprise as the seasons change and she has what she needs for her husband, for her children, as well as for herself. And this clothes of scarlet, well, scarlet was... Uh, the bright red it was a special product it was not cheap it was very expensive so I take this to mean that she had the best quality of product for her family and not the cheapest one possible Uh, 22 she makes tapestry for herself her clothing is fine linen and purple while making tapestry or curtains or carpets that is involved in needlework, etc. This is another good skill that's, that's, that's useful. Also, 
able to make her own clothing. We talked about before that the more you can do that way, the better off it is if you buy some clothing at a second-hand store that is just a bit off. Well, if you can open up the seams and resew it, that's something good that can happen. And, and guys out there, if you want to give your wife a good present, get her a good sewing machine. One that will last for decades because she'll be able to do things for you that will save you money and you won't have to go out and buy. Yes, the fine linen and purple are showing the best of of clothing and of material that's available. 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Well, every so often the elders would gather at the city gate to consider matters that were important to the community that had to get dealt with. And to say her husband is known in the gates is to show that he is a well-respected leader of the community, not someone who is uh, lazy and worthless, but someone who is productive, someone who takes care of his family and also works in the community to help others that needs it as well, too. At 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Well, another line of industry, she's able to make linen garments and also sashes for the merchants where she's able to make more money to uh, provide for her family. She has that freedom. She's not bound up and limited and can't do anything. Well, 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. Yes. She's such a virtuous woman that uh, strength and honor are some main characteristics of her. Not just physical strength, but moral strength, spiritual strength. Someone who goes through the trials of life and is able to lean upon the Lord and derive the sufficient strength that is needed. Because, ladies, you know there are many trying times that come upon life besides the birthing of children and the raising of children. There are many, especially in this day and age of strenuous times of the uncertainty in the economy and even the world situation of what's going to happen. We don't have to succumb to the fears of the world because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And this godly woman here has honor as part of her characteristics because she is walking the straight line. She is following the Lord and not deviating to the right or to the left. Her conversation is not just her words, but her whole lifestyle. People will know that she's honest and competent and caring. And she will take care of her family and she will help those others that uh, the Lord brings her way. And as such, she shall, she will rejoice in time to come. Yes, she 
will have bestowed many blessings upon her for for the way she follows the Lord faithfully in service. 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Isn't this a godly thing to have a woman when she opens her mouth? You don't hear cursing or swearing or blasphemy, but you hear wisdom. You hear someone who's thankful to the Lord for what he's done for her and her family. That really is a blessing to hear. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. It seems in today's day and age, you don't see that too often, or you don't hear it. The law of kindness. What you hear are people critical of each other, or cutting each other down, or complaining about this, that, and the other thing. But God's people not to be doing that there. And here the godly woman has kindness on her tongue. That's good to see that. It's good to hear it there as well, too. 27. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idols. Well, this would be a good verse for today. The godly women are watching over the household. When their children are going to school, they're available in case they get a call from the school that they're sick or the school's had a sudden shutdown and uh, they're not just sort of disappeared and can't be found. And with everything that goes on, you notice there's no bread of idols, not just one to sit around and uh, splurging in all sorts of leisure time without being industrious. You know, it's good when ladies are content with doing the work that God has for them to do. If they're at home caring for the family, that they're content and whatever they do, they do it unto the Lord. Or if they're out working somewhere else, they do the best they can there too. And the men should do the same thing as well. That's right. Whatever we do, we do it as unto the Lord. Not as I pleasers to please men, but seeking to please our Lord. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Well, men, have you praised your wife lately? Have you thanked her for cooking your food or for caring for the house or for the children? It might be a good time to do that. Tell her you love her and you appreciate her for what she's done. You know, people have talked about figuring out some kind of tax credit for ladies who are homemakers. All the things that they do. Well, how could you figure out a cash value on that when they are literally going from morning to, you know, late in the night doing this, that, and the other thing? You just can't put a value on it. The thing is they're doing it because they love their husbands and they love their children. And yes, they love their Lord Jesus Christ there as well, too, because, see, he's in the center of their family. And it's good when the children are able to appreciate what their parents and especially what their mothers are doing for them because the mothers 
want the best for their children. They want them to grow up the best and to be the best they possibly can in the Lord's service, whatever it is. So children, if there's any listening, if they haven't thanked their parents, especially their mother, for what they've done, it certainly would be a good time to do that. And also husbands as well, too. 29. Many daughters have done well, but you do excel them all. Yes, that is something good for husbands to appreciate of their wives. There are many out there who do good, but our wives go the extra mile to do us well, to help us, help our families there as well, too. And I'm sure what godly men out there will say of their wives, of our wives, our wives excel all the others, and we're thankful for what they've done. Verse 30, charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You know, today's world, you look at the magazines out there, they're all full of how to beautify yourself, how to do this, that, and the other thing. You know, there's all sorts of cosmetic surgeries that can get done. You know, some people change their hair color depending on the season, etc. But, you know, the expression, beauty is only skin deep, has a lot to it. And those who spend too much on the surface, I think, are lacking peace inside. Because charm is deceitful. And beauty is passing. Take a look in the advertising industry. One of the things for the elderly people are these products that take the wrinkles away from them so they they don't look as old as they are. Well, what's wrong with growing old gracefully? You know, we our hair turns gray at a certain time and then white. You know, we do accumulate wrinkles. All it shows is that you've been working hard and diligently in your life. And if you get wrinkles, you get wrinkles. Just, you know, there's the inner, inner beauty inside people, especially inside women. You can tell if they're born-again believers walking with the Lord because there's a special glow to them. And they don't need all the makeup and everything to bring it out. It's that the inner warmth from within them, the inner man, as the love of God is flowing out through them. It's good to find a woman who fears the Lord, because the fear of the Lord is something we all need. The beginning of wisdom, and we all need wisdom, knowledge, and spiritual understanding. The woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Yes, God will bless them abundantly, and their husbands should bless them as well. A 31. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gate. Yes, this godly woman is able to be rewarded for what she's doing, the fruit of her hands. And her works are praising her in the gate. People will say, hey, see, Mrs. So-and-so, she did that. She's pretty good. 
and I think it's, it's, it's an extra blessing when people recognize the work and the love that goes into caring for her family and for the others there as well, too, because she does give to the needy. She helps in the, we'd say now she helps in the church where it's needed, and just basically doing whatever she can in the service of our Lord to extend God's kingdom. So there's a lot of good things there in Proverbs 31, 10 to 31, that people today, ladies today, can use and as example. Well, as we've seen, there are many noble qualities to the godly woman, and they can be emulated in our current society. It will be hard. The ways of the world are not compatible with what our Lord expects. In 1 John 2.15, 1 John 2.15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Finding a godly woman to be your virtuous wife is the second most important decision a man will make in this life. The most important is accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So guys, forget the dating agencies. Pray earnestly, seek diligently, until our Lord Jesus leads you to your prize worth more than many rubies. Amen. Shannon. Amen. And uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Was Pastor John Franklin from the uh, Eastern Ontario Ministry of Salvation, Healing, and Deliverance. You can reach him at uh, cos.had7number7 at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break, a five-minute break, and then we're going to be back, and we're going to be doing some mass deliverance and also taking your calls tonight. So uh, stand by. Not too late to tell a friend, and we'll be back here in just a moment. God bless you. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio with Shannon Davis. Hear the word of God Almighty from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein. For I have given you the land to possess it. Omega Man Radio is declaring all-out war on all witches, warlocks, and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick, and setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at Omega 
OmegaManRadio.com. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. T-minus 10, 9, 8, The clock is operating. We're underway. tongue-tied. Welcome back. Let me rephrase that. It may be the heat down here, folks. It's 83 degrees, and I had to uh, pull out the oscillating fan to generate some breeze. I am roasting here, but praise God, the show will go on. (laughs) And on top of that, I'm drinking coffee. Go figure. I should probably be drinking lemonade right now. But at any rate, uh, if you missed the uh, first hour of this program, uh, with all our shows, at the conclusion of the program, these are available in the MP3 archives, free download. You can download them from uh, Mega Man Radio. Click on the RSS button, or you, the easy way to do it is just go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and it will download automatically every day right to your hard drive. That's a real easy way to do it. Well, we're going to uh, bring Pastor John back on. We're going to be doing some uh, deliverance prayer. And then we're going to be taking some phone calls tonight. So if you need deliverance, if you've got a demon that's been tormenting you, you're tired of it, you want to get set free tonight, well, the Lord Jesus Christ can set you free tonight. That's what this program is about. Spiritual warfare, how to do battle against the enemy, and to see the captive set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's get Pastor John back on. Stand by. John, are you back with me? Yes, Shannon. Praise the Lord, brother. Great, great sermon tonight. Oh, thank you. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this next part, Shannon, I call deliverance from Ahab and Jezebel. As we start our prayer time, does God say anything about he wants his people to do? Well, yes, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1 to 16. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 to 16. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things, and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying 
or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman. But all things of God, judge in yourselves. Is it comely that a woman pray unto God uncovered? Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. But if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. So therefore, I highly recommend that the godly ladies listening should have a head covering. God will honor your obedience with greater deliverances. There are some other areas to consider. Men, not women, are to be the main supporters of the family. 1 Timothy 5, 8. 1 Timothy 5, 8. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. So to those lazy house husbands who refuse to support their families, shame on you. God does not want his women to be the leaders in his church. 1 Timothy 2.12 1 Timothy 2.12 But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. 1 Timothy 3.1-13 1 Timothy 3.1-13 this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, 
but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience, and let these also first be proved. Then let them use the office of a deacon, being found blameless. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderers, sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. So until women are the husbands of one wife, they are in rebellion to God. Before we get into praying, let us consider the scope of the situation. A summary of characteristics of the Ahab-Jezebel syndrome as compiled by Pastor Wynne Worley after many years of study. Even if you don't have all these symptoms, you will probably recognize them in others. Then you can better pray for them. The Ahab-Jezebel network of spirits work together in predictable pattern. No person is likely to have all of them, but enough will appear to identify the culprits. Number one, Jezebel is disobedient to God and promotes wrong order in the family. Ahab also has a light attitude towards sin, considers sin and disobedience of God's laws as trivial. Number two, institutes premarital sex for self, but bitterly condemns it for others. Sin is condoned and tolerated in the family if she can use it to maintain control. Number three, likes to play the role of God, controlling family and the church. Ahab wants Jezebel to make the decisions, although he may later blame her for the results. Number four, takes away the husband's authority and works on the premise that the ends justify the means. Ahab permits this. Every Ahab deserves his Jezebel. Number five, tells 
not advises or suggests her husband what to do and when to do it. Ahab puts up with this kind of treatment for fear of her anger. And number six, rebukes and contradicts her husband in front of others. Belittling his manliness castrates him emotionally by cutting him down before others. This provokes the male Ahab to real anger and resentment. Number seven. Christian wise with Jezebel's spirits fake submission, dutifully asking her husband's opinion about a matter. If he does not agree with her, she will continue nagging, determined to change his mind. He responds with anger and resentment. And number eight treats her husband as a little boy. Ahab enjoys childish privileges and playing mummy's little boy, playboy, workaholic, or alcoholic. And number nine, desires to be her husband's mother rather than his wife. Ahab really wants a mother so he can remain a Peter Pan or a spoiled little boy. Uh, number 10, bedroom blackmail and sexual rationing are most potent manipulations over her husband. Ahab responds with anger, disgust, and repulsion, which may produce impotence, defeat, and frustration. He may retaliate by adulterous affairs or retreat into sleep, TV, newspapers, sports, alcoholism, or other activity outside his home. Number 11. Becomes deaf to Ahab's problems, never considering she may have problems herself. And number 12. Likes to push her husband into better job positions or up the social ladder. If things do not go right in these plans, Ahab pouts and sulks, is depressed, displeased, loses his appetite, displays childish self-will, wants his mommy to make everything right. Number 13. No matter what Jezebel does, her marriage is never satisfactory. Both partners become disappointed and frustrated. Ahab is attracted to a Jezebelic woman because he senses she is hard and can take abuse. This gives him an excuse to commit adultery, get drunk, act irresponsibly, and rationalize that she deserves it. And number 14. Controls the hospitality in the home. She likes a lovely, spotless home, but doesn't like to share it, except to show off. She can make her husband's friends very uncomfortable. The Bible indicates that the man is the host who does the inviting of guests and showing hospitality. Ahab reacts by going out or 
to his friends' houses where there is a more comfortable atmosphere. And number 15, because of the desire to control and mother men, she is drawn to men who want her kind of love. She is hurt repeatedly because no matter how hard she tries to please him in an ungodly way, she is disappointed by his inability to give and receive love. The Ahab spirit in these men wants love, but is really unable to give or receive love freely. This results in demonic striving, divorce, or unhappy living arrangements. Number 16. Jezebel's family is always in confusion, trying unsuccessfully to please or placate her. Family members are made to feel guilty for wanting to escape her destructive control. Ahab is part of this plan as well as one of its victims. Jezebel is also a victim, often being very unhappy. Number 17. Jezebel's tongue castrates males, makes women worthless, and keeps children from growing up. Ahab fears her acid tongue and uses her for his selfish purposes, but hates her for her cleverness. Number 18. Unable to display natural affection, she is merciless, especially to the aged, selfishly absorbed in his own interest as he is not able to give or receive love in a godly manner. 19. Opens herself and her family to evil spirits by being out of order. This is true of Ahab's spirits also. Number 20. Jezebel's spirits are usually inherited from the sins of the fathers. The same is true of Ahab. As we will be casting out demons, I will only be casting them out of believers. Deliverance is the children's bread because unbelievers do not have God's Holy Spirit to protect them. But now you will have the opportunity of confessing your sins and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So if the Holy Spirit is convicting you of sin, righteousness, and judgment, come to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. I'll lead you in a little prayer that you can uh, repeat after me or with me. And should in the future the demons try to tell you that you're not really born again, you can repeat this. It's in Winworley's number four booklet on warfare prayers, and it's the third prayer in there. It's called General Confession and Prayer. So, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God, the Messiah who came in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil. You died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. I now confess all my sins, including being out of order in the church and family, 
and repent. I claim forgiveness and cleansing. I believe that your blood cleanses me now from all sin. Thank you for redeeming me, cleansing me, justifying me, and sanctifying me in your blood. There's another area called the sins of the fathers that is letting a lot of stuff come down too. So again, we'll go through a little prayer. Sins of the fathers. In accordance with Leviticus 26, I do now confess the sins of my ancestors. Idolatry, witchcraft, occultism, lust, adultery, divorce, perversion, rebellion, stubbornness, and wicked heart of unbelief. I claim forgiveness because of the provision in 1 John 1, 9. Break the curses and lift the curses, whoredoms, and iniquities from me and my descendants. I command all spirits associated with these to leave me and my family and go wherever Jesus wants them to go. I come to you, Lord Jesus, as my deliverer. You know all my problems, all the things that drive, torment, defile, and harass me. I now loose myself from every dark spirit, from every evil influence, from all satanic bondage and from every spirit in me which is not a spirit of God. I command all such spirits to leave me now in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, redeemed, cleansed, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, Satan has no more place in me, no more power over me, because of the blood of Jesus. Another area that demons use as ground to stay is unforgiveness. And it's important that unforgiveness has to be dealt with because in the model prayer, we're basically telling God to forgive us only as we forgive others. Father, I confess that in the past, I have held unforgiveness, sometimes bitterness and resentment, in my heart against certain people who have hurt or disappointed me. I now recognize this as sin and confess it as sin. For you have said in your word that if we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I do now forgive the following people whom I can remember, 
who have hurt or disappointed me. Here, put in the names of people that the Lord brings to mind. I now freely forgive all these people and ask you to bless them if they are living. I also forgive myself for all my many faults and failures. For you have freely forgiven me. Thank you, Father, for freedom from the load of unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment. In Jesus' name, Amen. Another major area is the occult that gives demons legal ground to stay, so we'll deal with that. Father, I confess to you that in the past, through ignorance, curiosity, or willfulness, I have come into contact with certain occult things. I now recognize this as sin and confess it as sin and claim forgiveness in Jesus' name. Specifically, I do confess a sin and renounce all contacts which I have had with the following occult things. Here, put in various things divination, fortune-telling, things like that. I also renounce and confess a sin, any false oath which I may have made to any false god and any idolatry in which I have been involved. Satan, I rebuke you. In Jesus' name. And I am closing any doors which I or my ancestors may have opened to you and your demons. I renounce Satan and all his demons. I declare them to be my enemies and I want them out of my life completely. In the name of Jesus Christ, I now claim deliverance from any and all evil spirits which may be in me. Once and for all, I close the door in my life to all occult practices and command all connected and related spirits to leave me now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I break any curses of rejection from the womb or illegitimacy which may be in my family even back to ten generations or farther on all sides of a family. In the name of Jesus Christ, I now renounce, break and loose myself, from all demonic subjection and from any ungodly soul ties 
to my mother, father, grandparents, or any other person, living or dead, who have ever dominated or controlled me in any way which is contrary to the will of God and God's Word. I thank you, Lord, for setting me free. I also repent and ask you to forgive me if I have ever dominated or controlled some other person in the wrong way. In the name of Jesus Christ, I now renounce, break and loose myself and all my descendants from all psychic heredity, demonic holes, psychic powers, bondage, bonds of physical or mental illness or curses which may be upon my family line as a result of sins, transgressions, iniquities, occult or psychic involvement from myself, my parents, or any of my ancestors, my spouse, any and all expelled or their parents, or any of their ancestors. In the name of Jesus Christ, I now renounce, break and loose myself, and all my descendants from, <coughs> from all evil curses, charms, vexes, spells, jinxes, psychic powers, bewitchments, witchcraft, or sorcery, which may have been put upon me or my family line from any person or persons or from any occult or psychic source. and related spirits and command them to leave me now. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for setting me free. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command Satan and all of his demons to loose my mind completely. I ask you, Father, to send your angels to break, cut, and sever all fetters, bands, chains, ties, and bonds of whatever sort the enemy has managed to place on my mind by word or deed. I ask you to loosen to me and my family the spirits of the Lord, wisdom, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord, 
power, love, sound mind, grace, peace, and the Spirit of the Lord. So we'll continue now. This is called Putting Satan on Notice. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, I put you and all of your legions on notice that I am attacking you from my position in Christ at the right hand of the Father in the third heaven. This places me high above you, your principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every angelic rank under your command. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask the Father for sufficient legions of the holy angels to bind all satanic forces here and in the air overhead that they will not be able to interfere in any way with God's people being delivered. Further, I command in Jesus' name that the free demonic spirits in this place and everywhere down the line in Omar be securely bound and taken away, that they can in no wise interfere. I take authority in the third heaven and remind you that you must obey when I call your name or your family name and come out of the people and go to Tartarus or wherever Jesus sends you. So, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, again, I bind the strong room spirits or principality and all these ones working through the OMR Nation, those listening live, or those who are going to be downloading. Name Lord Jesus, I take authority over all the evils bound through around by my authority of beast when they command to be obedient. So go and they're going to go to Tartarus, wherever the Lord sends them. They're not allowed to come back, they're not allowed to transfer, they're not allowed to cause any problems. I'm only casting them out of born again believers, not of any unbelievers. In fact, I ask Heavenly Father, you would protect the people. The demons are not allowed to hurt the people or hurt anyone or anything else. The demons come out. They're not allowed to hurt the people in Jesus' name. I also ask Heavenly Father, you take away all the demons' power, strength, might, power, and say you served authority continuously. Whatever they get through the shedding of blood or any other occult thing is to be taken away in the name blood of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Also again, name Lord Jesus Christ. I break all curses, hexes, vexes, spells, jinxes, psychic power, sorcery, bewitchment, enchantments, witchcraft, love potions, psychic prayers, designs, dedications, ungodly praying and fasting, black magic, voodoo, santeria, obia, blood ceremony, sacrifice, masses, backlash, all stuff, false bread, mixed multi transmitters, all stuff from scriptures misuse, such as Psalm 109, chorus, touch not, Lord's anointing, hand over to Satan, lions, bears, wolves, leopard, toxic. Cut off all the current stuff. Cut off all the channeling of demonic energies, all the hypnotic and mind controls, all the bewitchments of sorcery, all the curses of isolation, family destruction, uh, all the other things. Now, there's death magic. There's breakdown of communications. I break these off in Jesus' name. I cut off all the religious witchcraft, especially the Jezebelic witchcraft hitting on the people, especially the ladies and their daughters. I cut this off right now. In the name and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I return it immediately to the original demonic senders. I'm asking Lord your angels take off their arm weapons protection, put stuff on them, put protection back on. And 
also uh, praying, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to put sufficient pressure on the demons. That's right. Squeeze them so they're gone. Also, in case there's been any ungodly burials done on the people, I'm asking Lord to just go dig them up, open them up, and cancel all those effects. In the name of Lord Jesus, I cut off all the ungodly enclosures put on the people, especially their families, their marriages, from whatever source. I especially cut off the cages, the baskets, the prisons, the fences, the walls, anything of uh, tribalism or gang loyalties. I cut these off. All these bonds on the people, I cut them off right now. I break the bars, I cut off the locks, and I speak freedom to people in Jesus' name. Also, name of Lord Jesus Christ, I cut off all roots, bonds, bands, fetters, coils, ties, tangles, serpents, cords, metal wires, hairs, and webs, chains, shackles, etc. I cut off those witchcraft nets that have been put on the people. I cut them off their minds in the name blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I also cut off the effects of objects being used against them, whether they are theirs or pertaining to them, anything like voodoo dolls, I sort of take the pins out and destroy them. Name of Lord Jesus, I cancel all suicide thoughts. I cancel all death wishes. I cancel all blood packs. I cancel all bloodletting in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, I cancel any selling of the soul to Satan, any dedication to the devil, knowingly or unknowingly, by anyone. I'm asking Heavenly Father, your angels, be going around continuously. Scoop up the fragment piece of their soul and restore the people's souls to wholesomeness. Yep. Also, in the name of Lord Jesus, I cut off the effects of the shedding of blood coming against the people, whether it be SRA masses, Muslims shedding of blood, human animal sacrifices, the outright killing the people, from the unborn to the elderly. I cancel this in the name of blood, Lord Jesus. Praying, Lord, you would restore the souls of the people that have been damaged. Yep. Especially in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I break all evil, sympathetic, ungodly soul ties, any good use or bad, any control holds on the people. Anyone controlling them, I cut that off in Jesus' name. I forbid any demon from controlling the people or from controlling anyone else through the people in Jesus' name. I'm asking Lord for angels, gather up all the fragment, peace, soul, restore the soul of wholesome, and drive out the evil from believers. Drive out the evil from believers. Take it where Lord have it go. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, you build up your godly spiritual check valves for them at every contact point. Now, I'm asking, Heavenly Father, you continue to pour out all your instruments, burn, death, and destruction on the demons, on the kingdoms of them, like is written in the Bible. What you did in Egypt, Lord, ten plagues, do it again. What you did in the wilderness and other times, Lord, do it again. I'm asking for the giant fireballs, the giant hailstones, the lightnings and thunders, the hail mix of fire and voices, the continual whirlwind of the Lord with great fury. Yeah, God's devouring plague. That and all the other ones there, Lord. I'm asking you put on these demons. I'm asking let that which the demons fear come upon them. I'm asking Heavenly Father you take away the demons' armor and weapons. You know, you can bust their arms and legs, set their feet in the mire, turn to big sinkholes. Take away all their uh, gates of brass, bars on walls, towers, pillars, forts, and walls like Jericho. Then let the earthquake of the Lord come and flatten it from beneath, and then fire from heaven to burn them out. 
masculinity, Bastabali and godly confederacies, you know, like Tower of Babel. Put your confusion there, complete desolation, destruction, and complete civil war on the devil's kingdom. Asking Heavenly Father, you take away all the demons, signs of power and authority from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Again, I ask, Lord, to take away the counterfeit gospel armor, the helmet, breastplate, shield, sword, belt, shoes, etc. Put the fear of the Lord on Cancel all the demonic communications as well, too, I ask, Lord. I'm asking, Lord, you to put complete sensory deprivation on the demons, as well as permanent baldness. Also, let them be branded big red luminescent letters all over that say, Jesus Christ is my Lord, that can never be messed up. Asking Heavenly Father for all your big angels in heaven come with all the great chains to bind up each and every demon there individually so tightly they can never get themselves out, but they can be cast out in true deliverance and to Tartarus. Asking Heavenly Father in Jesus' name, put a special seal on the demons that cannot deceive for 1,000 years. Let them all be encapsulated in the precious blood of Jesus so thick, deep, and wide they can never get themselves out. Ask, Lord, that you would fragment the hearts and souls of demons there as well, too. Yep, you heard me, demon. Now, Lord, Jesus Christ, to be again. Again, ask Heavenly Father, send all your angels with all the weapons to attack and destroy these demons. Ask the Lord that uh, you smite the demons as a fig tree. They drive and wither and produce no more fruit than any fruit they have produced, especially as they have Jezebel. Cinder would be destroyed. Mask Lord, your angels go down deep and wide in earth, all the roots of the evil ones, pull them up. I want them gone. You big ones, you think you're safe in there. Well, I smite you as the mountains. The Lord said, we have enough faith, we can say, be picked up and tossed in the deepest part of the sea. All you big ones, the ones of family destruction, Ahab and Jezebel, I pick you up and I toss you in the deepest part of the sea. Now I say, loose the people and let them go. Loose the people and let them go. The Lord, Jesus Christ, rebuke you. Up and out right now. Up and out right now. The Lord, Jesus Christ, rebuke you. Out you go. Each and every one of you cannot continue to stay there. Everything of this. The family destruction syndrome. Get out right now. Loose and let go. Loose and let go. All the ones now, Queen of Heaven, daughter of Babylon, Isis, or any other kind of mother goddess found in different mythologies, out you go. Gaia, mother goddess, mother nature, mother worship, the jaguar woman, all these things, Mary, Rosemary, Venus, Aphrodite, Diana, all these things. He cat loose and let go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Powerful rebellion. Up and out right now. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. All the spirits of Antichrist. Up and out right now. Loose and let go. Lawlessness. Uh, loose and let go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Get out right now. Loose and let go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. And ask Heavenly Father, you poured all your instruments of burning, death, and destruction on all these foul and evil spirits. They will not be able to cause trouble. Again, all the ones of family destruction, 
loose and let go. Loose and let go. In fact, in Jesus' name, I cut off all evil powers directed toward us from witches or other such persons. Let each person um, get the deliverance they need, Lord. Let each strong one present, all demonic doorkeepers and gatekeepers be bound. Make all communication between enemy forces be disrupted and confused. Confusion be loosed on them. So all you nasty critters get out right now. Loose and let go. Passivity, Leviathan, doubt, unbelief, confusion, deception, mind control, occult mind control. Out you go. Comes in with medication to empower other spirits. Get out. Loose and let go of the Lord Jesus Christ to be all these ones. Get out right now. Get out right now, loose and let go. All you nasty ones, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Such as the whole Jezebelic family, Queen of Heaven, Mistress of Kingdoms, Queen of Kingdoms, she who sits on many waters, Ashtaroth, Queen of Babylon, Daughter of Babylon, Queen Mother, Mother of God, Ishtar, Ashtarki, Venus, Diana, Rosemary, Athaliah, Semiamorous, Daughter of the Chaldeans, Hecat, Isis, Cybele, Mystery Babylon, Artemis, Mother Mary, Great Harlot, Goddess of War, Goddess of Fertility, Mother of Prostitutes and Abominations of the Earth, Mistress of Sorceries, out you go, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Up on it right now. And all the Ahab ones in there too. I cut you off and kick you out. Ahab, Nimrod, Marduk, Tamaz, Baal, King of Babylon. We separate you, Ahab, from Jezebel in Jesus' name. Forbid you from communicating and reinforcing each other. You get out right now. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. I said, get out right now, all you evil ones. Ahab and Jezebel, loose and let go. Loose and let go. You cannot stay in the people. Get out of them right now. Destroy all your fortifications, all your veils. Everything else you're using for staying in there, I cut off right now. In Jesus' name, all the stuff coming down the family line, I cut off and kick out in Jesus' name. Out you go. Loose and let go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. That's right. The ones coming down the family line, get up on it right now. Loose and let go. Loose and let go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. And I loose the godly spirits of Elijah, Jehu, and the hounds of heaven on you, critters. Get out right now. All religious spirits. All religious spirits in there get out. False prophet and prophetess. False priest and priestess. False queen. Mother of the husband. Uh, feminizer of God. Murderer of saints and martyrs. Um, and character assassination. Gossiper. Backbiter. 
Tail Bear, <clears throat> Orion, Compromise, False Gifts, Procrastination, Negative Criticism, False Light, Religious Wickedness, Lack of Maturity, Immaturity, Spiritual Blockage, Religious Rituals, Traditions, Legalism, Torments, Unforgiveness, Inquisition, Too Inquisitive, Ungodly Curiosity, Spiritual Paralysis, Excessive Mourning and Guilt, Quencher of Deliverance, Outrigo, Baal, Baal Worship, Prophets of Baal, Prophets of the Grove, Asherah, Spiritual Bondage, Doubt, Unbelief, Outrigo, False Teacher, False Religions, Reincarnation, Deja Vu, Idolatry, Accusation, Religious Phoniness, False Love for Brethren, Mother-Child Worship, Trust in Wickedness, Divination, Fortune-Telling, Worship of Lucifer, Fertility Symbols, Iniquities, Love, etc., all these other ones. Again, all the other ones of Family Destruction, Ahab, Jezebel, Athali, Out Order, Strife, Fighting, Envy, Jealousy, Bickerings, all the ones of Misunderstanding, all the other ones of Imagined Hurts, Cares of the World, Pettiness, Immaturities, Out You Go, all the ones of the, um, let's see, Traumatic Shock, I Shut the Doors, and Jesus, they might kick the critters out, Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder, Everything of the Abuse Syndrome, all kinds of abuse, whether it be Depression, or the battered woman syndrome. That's right. All the ones of the battered woman syndrome, loose and let go. The ones of learned helplessness. The ones of feeling trapped and can't do anything. The Lord Jesus Christ, you be you loose and let go. All the ones of depression, despair, hopeless, lonely, lethargy, excessive tiredness, weariness, loose and let go. Out you go. And all the other ones, all the discouragements, out you go. The ones that sap the energy and strength, exhaustion, slumber, fatigue, out you go, loose and let go. And anything else the Lord wants out, I command you to keep getting out. Ask Heavenly Father, you continue to put pressure on these demons and drive them out. And as other people call in there after the break, Lord, that they get the freedom that they're looking for. And again, you critters, you keep going to targets, you cannot cause the people any trouble. And again, I call upon God's Holy Spirit to minister mightily unto us all, especially the people getting prayer that they get all the help they need. In Jesus' mighty name and by his blood. Amen. Shannon. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio with Shannon Davis. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. 
God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. That is God's marching order, and that's why we're here every day, Monday through Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 5 p.m. Pacific. To teach spiritual warfare and to demonstrate it, and to uh, take your calls and pray with you for whatever your need is. If you need deliverance from demons tonight, you can be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to get Pastor John back on. And, uh, John, I see the lines lighting up. We've got three calls in the queue right now. Okay. Let's go to our first caller, area code 916. 916, you're on the air. Mighty man of God, Shannon. Hey, praise God. How you doing, brother? It's uh, Lars. Lars, how are you, my friend? Just doing great, just doing great, and just wanted to uh, say hello to you and Pastor John, and um, just uh, having a great time. Just was reading your blog message about, you know, about uh, America cannot be turned back by taking up arms. We must repent for our sins, and I've listened to some shows where, you know, they were talking about what kind of firearms they have and all this ammunition stuff, and I'm thinking, we don't fight, you know, the war of faith that way. And yeah. we, we take it back by spiritual, by first repenting and then going out. And like I, I spoke to you a few days ago about going to the city of San Francisco with my shofar and just being blessed to be able to walk up and down the streets and, and just, you know, blowing the shofar and just praying and seeing, you know, demons manifest in people. But, uh, but also looking at people and just, you know, speaking peace to, you know, to a, to a person that needs deliverance. And yeah, sure. um, you know, it was, it was just a blessing. So I just wanted to say thank you guys, and and you you have encouraged me listening to your shows over the last few weeks, and I know my faith has just uh, raised to a, a greater awareness of the spiritual uh, war that is going on in the heavenlies. Amen to that, brother. Because it is about uh, doing spiritual warfare. That's the only way we can effect a change out there. Satan is at the head of this new world order, and we can't fight him with the arm of the flesh. And, you know, a lot of what is happening is just God's judgment on the nations of the world for its sin. And if God doesn't bring judgment, you know, the innocent would perish. You know, the the cup of iniquity, science of judgment principle. As the cup of iniquity fills up to the top and overflows, God must bring judgment. So, you know, he's very patient, not wanting anybody to perish. But uh, there is a uh, a time we can work, and then it's night no man can work. So, you know, I believe that time is drawing to an end, but... Uh, we've got to keep out there and keep laboring. We've got to uh, preach the gospel, cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, and try to bring as many people as we can in, plucking people out of the fire, because uh, everybody is facing eternity. And one thing is for certain, you know, death and then comes a judgment. And so we don't want anybody to to bust hell wide open. Not at all. The, uh, the New World Order, yeah. If we're able to bind and loose and do spiritual warfare and push back the timetable some, well, then that just means more people can come in. But people are um, deluded to think, hey, you know, we're going to do a World War III here in America and take it back um, by force. It's just not going to happen that way, folks. Absolutely. And and when I when I was uh, chatting with you and you mentioned about I mentioned that uh, that Antichrist spirit that I ran into today. Um, or actually yesterday morning, 
you know, I did that. I just bound it. I said, I bind the Antichrist spirit right now because I knew I was dealing with, with a, a person that uh, was a, a Jehovah false witness. And, yes. Uh, but I thank God for that situation because the enemy, you know, was thinking that I would manifest something in me. And it, you know what? Paul said, be angry, but do not sin. Amen. And, and, and I, I'm so thankful these situations that I've had over the last few weeks and the days to come because God has been refining me in the fire. And I just want to thank you guys again because I can say I've had just a lot of uh, increase in, in uh, just peace. You know, the shalom of God is so real. Yeah. And just one quick plug, I am, I've got, I got the, uh, the blessings to go back to a synagogue in the Sacramento region to speak to them, their congregation. And, oh, praise uh, God, yes. Yeah, and this is a congregation that I was kicked out of, and then they asked me to come back, and then they invited me and put me in their program as a Christian. So this is a blessing. You and, know, the, uh, uh, the way, Lars, that we're going to be able to take the gospel of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, to uh, the Hebrew, the Jewish people, is uh, through signs and wonders. And that's yeah. why, um, <laughs> unless we start casting out demons and laying hands on the sick and seeing them healed, how can we uh, demonstrate the power of God to people? They're going to Amen. say, "Hey, you know, uh, you've got the um, you've got the message, but I don't see the uh, the power that power. you talk about." And you know, Amen. that's for us today. We need to we need to get out there and do as Jesus commanded us to do. Amen. Amen. And have the faith to back it up. On the line. I know there's other people on the line. I just wanted to do a Did quick you bring shot. I got my shofar. Okay, blow it. <laughs> and I just want to ask Father. Just we ask for more of your dudamus power. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that makes me feel like I'm back there uh, on the battle lines uh, fighting the um, the Philistines. You know, hey, one day, folks, we're going to hear that horn blow. Hallelujah. God starts sounding, so praise God. And uh, God bless you for your work, Lars. The Lord bless you. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. God bless. Let's go to our next caller. We're going to go Anna. to 970 Anna. area code. Yes, sir. Anna. Yeah, I'd just like to say... Uh, and for our spiritual warfare, I'm thankful for the name and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and thankful for Luke 10, 19. He gives us power over all the power of the enemy. Amen. That's, that's the part I like to concentrate on. That is the key, folks. It is the, it's the blood of Jesus and uh, doing what Jesus did. You know, that's how you uh, bring in the lost. Not getting up on uh, television and, uh, and preaching about... Um, you know, this is the year the Lord's going to cancel your debt, and everybody's going to have a Mercedes Benz, and then be raptured out through the sunroof. <laughs> God called us to occupy, didn't He, John? That's right. You know, He's not calling a Dunkirk evacuation, folks. He's calling us to come to the battle lines, get involved, preach the gospel, cast out devils, lay hands on the sick. And you know, I believe we're going to see people raised from the dead, just like the Word says. John, it says my people will do exploits. And so, you know, I think Brother Lars, uh, he's out there uh, witnessing where God puts people in front of him and for others that will get out there and be brave and, you know, preach the gospel to the lost and dying. Let's go to 970. 970, you're on the air. Stand by. Oh, there we go, 970. You know what? I just bind and cage that foul, wicked spirit and that caller in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you know, Father, I, I just we just lose the spirit of adoption to that person. 
And we ask that you would show them your power and give them a vision of hell, which is where we all are going if we don't accept Jesus Christ as Savior. Let me um, go to 406 area code. 406, you're on the air. How are you? Oh, hi, Shannon and Pastor John. This is Danae. Hey, sister. Good evening there. Hi. What's the I, I just have to just uh, tell you that um, that this was beautiful. This, um, you know, I've read this chapter 31, Proverbs Woman, um, in many years. And um, this, I have such peace. It's like this, this book, this, this word tonight. Um, it just, it's like, this is it. This is it. And all those other, where I had all that other stuff going on and just, you know, just the, that control and the just wanting to, I mean, this is, this, this is, this is freeing. This word of God, this, this teaching tonight, um, Pastor John, this is what, all of us women need this is what we need we need to be sharing with one another because this is the simplicity of being a woman being a woman in god's economy you know our lord jesus really raised you ladies from the bondage that the other religions especially judaism had kept you in and uh you know we're thankful the lord has freed you we're thankful the lord has freed us men as well too that we could be the heads of the family that god wants Amen. Amen. Yes, and and um and today I have a testimony of of being um because I I work with my hands too in my in my labor um and I um was around two two men today that were talking and it was like I was just so free to just be still and be quiet and and um and this one uh, piece of work that I was working on, I knew I needed, you know, some instruction in it, but I, you know, I didn't, you know, push my way in or anything. I just stayed. I just stayed with the Lord. He knew. The Lord knew I needed um, some help in, in that. And and um, and the the one gentleman who is very, very um, accomplished in, in um that work in in the work of of um painting um landscape painting and he just spoke up and he just he he said this looks really good and and I knew I knew that the Lord laid it on my heart that I could just say you know sir if, if you have um if you can you know share any tips or anything and by all means, he was able to just be free and share. And I was, and when you spoke that word that we are to work with our hands, I didn't have to 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 do anything really. I just, you know, it was it was. Um, I just had to be this virtuous woman and 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 be still. And the, and it came. The answers came. Mm-hmm. The Lord provided for you. Yes, yes, he did. He he did provide and and. Um, and he, I know he will continue to provide, but I just, um, I thank you, Brother um, John, for sharing this because, and all of the, all of the, I wrote down all the notes about, um, you know, what, what the, that Jezebel and Ahab woman was. It's a perfect example of what, 
um, my husband and I had been all those years. I mean, just you could, I can just see it. <laughs> and and you know, I, I'm thankful that you um, um, could pray could pray for me and both of you and and everyone that has because um, I know that. I know, I believe you are all praying for my family, and I believe that um, um, I am truly, truly being changed, and and my husband also. Um, I believe he does hear the prayers of the righteous man, and 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 with all the saints praying for this family, um, there will be a great testimony. I I believe. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord uh, wants you back together again, and. Uh... You know, you saw a lot of things there tonight that have to get worked on, and well, you can be praying about them, and yourself can work on, and you can be binding up in your husband, and you know, loosen the spirits of the Lord, and ask the Lord to restore his soul, etc. And uh, you know, who knows when, but I'm sure the Lord will bring you back together sooner than later. Sooner than later, <laughs> um, brother Shannon. Yes, ma'am. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. Say, can you give me the name of the song that you had on? I've heard it twice now um, on the break here, right before the prayer calls come in. The one about I've got the Lord in my heart and and uh, tired of running. Okay. Let's see. The the first one that we played tonight was called uh, "Going Home" by Paul Lisney, L-I-S-N-E-Y, and then the second one we played. Actually, the first was the King of Kings. Excuse me, that was the very beginning. second one was Going Home by Paul Lisney. The third one um, we played was, I'll tell you, give me a moment. Uh, that was, looking up my uh, music list here. It's called Got the Lord in My Heart, Jeff Ronay, R-O-N-A-Y. Jeff Ronay, Got the Lord in My Heart. Okay. Okay, that's good. You know, uh, we're asked a lot of times, uh, where do we get our music from? Well, with all music, of course, there's copyrights out there. So um, unless it's a pod-safe song, meaning the artist has given us permission to to play it, then, you know, there would be royalties involved. So we don't want to infringe anybody's copyright. So what we do is uh, we look for music that um, we can get permission to run. And it's very difficult to find Christian music out there. As you can imagine, and then Podsafe, uh, it's even more difficult. But you know, God is sending us some songs, and we hope to bring more. <laughs> yeah, Amen. Well, can can I can we find it to to so we can play it, or how how can yeah, how can absolutely. I absolutely? I tell you what, you do if you'll email me, um, OmegaManRadio at Yahoo dot com. I'll send you a link to where you can get the music, and uh, you can download it for free. Okay, OmegaManRadio at Yahoo dot com. Yes, and then, of course, uh, one we've been playing here recently, one of my favorites is by uh, Freddie Haler. That's H-A-Y-L-E-R. He has a CD called Song of Angels, Volume 1 and 2, and you can download that off of iTunes. He's uh, got an opera voice, kind of sounds like Pavarotti, except he's singing a music for Jesus. He uh, was saved, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Lord gave him a tenor voice after he was struck (laughs) by lightning. Imagine that. Oh. And the Lord told him he was going to uh, sing opera, <laughs> but do it for wow. him. So one of my favorite musicians right now. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to hold up the line either. Um, 
but I just want to thank you and Lord bless you, you both and and uh, and um, and and your wives also, and and uh, thank them for giving us examples. Well, God bless you, sister. Lord's blessing. Call anytime. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Night. Bye. Dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio. And uh, folks, if you're just tuning in, we've uh, had a great program tonight. Uh, Pastor John Franklin on from... John, now you're in eastern Ontario, Canada, is that correct? That's right, yeah. Now, how far are you from uh, the border of the United States? Uh, we're about 10 minutes away from the border. Really? Yeah. You're pretty close. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're outside Cornwall there, north of Messina, New York, and uh, we can't get much farther south without being in your country. Well, amen. Now, John, uh, give some people some information about your ministry. How can they get in contact with you? Okay, well, the best way is by email, because we just never know where we are. But anyways, it's uh, cos.had7 at uh, gmail.com. That's cos.had7 at gmail.com. Or they can try to phone at 613-346-1493 and uh, try and get us that way there. Amen. Now, John, uh, some people were asking um, about the uh, the warfare prayers that you were reading. Um, where can people get a copy of that? That's in a uh, booklet, is it not? Um, yeah, the stuff I was using uh, is from... John, I'm losing your volume, brother. I cannot hear you. Cannot hear me. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I use the booklet number four, Win Worley's Warfare Prayers, and I took bits and pieces from them. And uh, the general confession and prayer is the third prayer in there. Also, some of the other ones dealing with sins of the fathers, if they're not in that, they're in the Mass Deliverance booklet. I took them out. Um, the characteristics of the Ahab-Jezebel syndrome is at the end of the Warfare Prayers booklet. It's the, the last on the, the list there before the bibliographies and stuff like that. So uh, people could either go to the hbcdelivers.org site and download a lot of that stuff, or else they could go to the wrwpublications.com site where there is the 50 booklets of Pastor Wynn, there's the 10-plus big books, plus there's literally hundreds of audio CDs and DVDs of messages that they can uh, order and get sent hopefully within a couple weeks. And uh, who knows, in the future, there might even be a way of downloading live uh, to get them instantly and not through the mail. So there is a lot of information for people out there that they can uh, they can access. Amen. In fact, uh, 
I would encourage everybody to get over there and order some material. Uh, you'll want it in your collection, especially as the days go ahead. You know, it's some of the best deliverance material ever written outside of the Word of God, of course. And, um, you know, 50 different little subjects you can carry around in your pocket, you know, one at a time as you as you want uh, to read them and put them to use. It's uh, pretty awesome material. And uh, if you missed uh, the, the program Friday night, we played one of them with permission. We played one called Deliverance Dropouts. So if you haven't heard of Win Warley, go back in our archive. Uh, we've got a couple up there that we have permission to uh, put in the archives. And uh, you'll know what we're talking about when you when we uh, we talk about the ministry being such a treasure that uh, came out of um, Pastor Win Warley and continues to this day through Hegwish Church, hbcdelivers.org. They also have a new um, YouTube channel. And... Um, you can watch a full mass deliverance by Pastor Win Worley. It's uh, it runs for about two hours. Uh, you'll really um, be blessed and get some deliverance if you watch it. Send it to all your friends. That's just one of the the many uh, stuff that uh, are available now up there Shannon. on their new page. Shannon. Yes, sir. Tell people how what to look for on YouTube to get that video there. That's a good point. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to look it up as we speak. I'm going over to uh, official website of Mega Man Radio. It's omegamanradio.com, and I've got a link to it up on my my page at the bottom. And uh, if you click on that, uh, it'll take you right over to Hagewish's page. I'm going to go there right now. Okay. The uh, The actual website is... Stand by. Okay, youtube.com slash Hegelish Baptist, H-E-G-E-W-I-C-H, Baptist, B-A-P-T-I-S-T. And you'll find uh, the full mass deliverance there and along with many other videos. In fact, some of them, John, from uh, the recent um, Men's Fellowship Conference. Uh-huh. Oh, that was held last month. I can't uh-huh. believe time's flying, man. It's going to be time for another workshop. This time, uh, full, the family workshop is coming up. When's that going to be? April? I think it's the last weekend of April, I believe, Shannon. I'm not sure the exact dates there, but uh, if you have a flyer from the the last one, I think it has the dates on it there. Or go to hbcdelivers.org, which is the church website. You can uh, can find it there. Um, John, many people recommend a book called uh, War on the Saints by Jesse Penn Lewis. Have you read it? Yes, I've read the original and unabridged version, and uh, it's good. It probably takes a bit more concentration than people are used to today, but if you stick to it, you'll find it's it's very helpful, especially the chapter on uh, passivity, I believe is chapter number five, because uh, she's got a lot of in-depth information, and this was based on the Welsh Revival, uh, what, 100, 110 years ago, of notes that were taken of things that happened. So it's practical information. And also there's a more modern English version of the book. I forget the name of it offhand, but I think it was put out by Anchor Press. It's large print, so for people who have trouble reading, the larger print will make it uh, easier and we went through it, and uh, to me, it, it looked exactly like the original one, just in more modern English. So that would be good for people to read and even to give us presents. 
to their family, to their friends, because Pastor Wynn, as you know, Shannon, uh, he read that, I believe, nine times before the Lord got him into the deliverance ministry. He was laying the foundation there. Yes. And uh, he really got a lot out of it. And in one of his own booklets, Wynn has a rewritten chapter 5 that he did probably, well, 15 or more years ago. And uh, I forget which book it's in, but it's people can see what it's like and uh, the good information that is there in it for them. Amen to that. I would uh, highly recommend that book, War and the Saints, along with all the Battling the Host of Hell series. In fact, I'm reading uh, book three in the series. Um, Right now I'm reading Demolishing the Host of Hell. Uh, A great read, just as the previous two were, Battling the Host of Hell, uh, Diary of an Exorcist, and also Conquering the Host of Hell. And uh, these are just some some books that... uh, Preach the truth of deliverance the way Jesus did it. You know, I can't say that about a lot of the stuff on the, the market today at the mainstream bookstores, folks. A lot of it has been corrupted. A lot of them uh, don't even have the basic truth that uh, a Christian can have a demon. If you don't believe a Christian can have a demon, <laughs> I don't want to read anymore. That's my one of my main litmus tests, John. And then secondly, uh, of course, uh, can you interrogate a demon? Well, Absolutely. Pastor Winworley did, and that's what uh, we like to do. Uh-huh. But um, sometimes you you got to find out how the demon came in, and you can't do it if you bind and gag its mouth, as some ministries do out there. But um, you know what? They are our prisoners, folks, and uh, Jesus loves to see these demons uh, humili- humiliated, especially by the dust of the earth that we are, you know? <laughs> the demons don't like it. Uh-huh. And, you know, people underestimate, John... The, key, the value of the keys of the kingdom. Do you know what kind of gift that really was that we got? Well, you know, when we can bind up any demon in the name and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have such a tremendous advantage over them. I mean, some of the demons have said, you know, they're 10, 20 feet tall if we saw them the way they were. And when we can just say, I bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it almost freezes them in their tracks. They are not able to do the damage to us that they want to. And make no mistake about it, they want to kill, to steal, and to destroy us. Because God has shown us grace. He has not shown the demons grace. They don't get it. They were created. They were in heaven. They saw the glory of God, and they still rebelled. So that's it for the ones that have fallen. No grace for them. And, you know, the spiritual warfare going on for a long time. Unfortunately, not everybody has realized the position in Christ that we have. About 400 years ago, there's a man called uh, William Garnell who wrote a tremendous book called A Christian in Complete Armor. And that is a fantastic book. It's like three volumes. It's like 1,200 pages. And that's actually, uh, you can buy it or you can even download it free off the Internet. Wow. He goes through the gospel armor Piece by piece, he gives great detail in every part of it. And I I would highly recommend it for people who want some good foundational work on that. And to think it was written before the day of computers, it was all researched by hand, and it is a real blessing to be able to read books like that with that kind of teaching. You know, uh, we've got an awesome... Um 
power through the Lord Jesus Christ to tread on these serpents and scorpions. And we've got a, a responsibility as well because with that goes responsibility to go cast them out of people who are bound up and caged up and you know living like in a literal jail cell in the spirit. And, you know, uh, you can see it in their lives. Some people are gripped so forcefully by a spirit of fear, John, that they won't even leave their homes. You've seen people that have what uh, doctors would term a phobia. You know, they're afraid of open spaces or afraid of driving their car, folks. They're in prison by foul, unclean spirits. You cast the demons out, the person regains the freedom. And, you know, uh, it's interesting what uh, the demons will tell you. We were doing some uh, interrogation with a demon the other day, John, and I said, I want you to bind yourself to this other unclean spirit that we found out about. And it said, I can't do that. And I said, that's exactly right. You don't have that authority, but I do. I bind you to that foul spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And I had the angels of God come and bind them with a threefold cord. We cast out the foul spirit and had to take the other one it was bound to. You know, we don't even know... One percent of of the the weapons that uh, have been uh, left behind for us to use in this battle, but uh, you know it's embedded in the Word of God, and that's why we got to study to show ourselves approved. And you know the devil's afraid of this ministry of deliverance, uh, John, because he knows that uh, his kingdom can be um, severely destroyed. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, I know what the Word says. I know that he's going to be, uh, you know, Satan's going to be given a space of time, that he's going to, you know, bring this whole world under a one-world order, but uh, that's going to be for a very limited time. And then, you know, Jesus is going to return, and um, the point is, is we're still going to be able to do exploits in these last days. Those of us who see the the end days for the return of the Lord, I believe it's on us. Uh-huh. You know, there's going to be victories won. Yep. And, you know, we may lose a battle here and there, but we're going to win the war. It's already been foretold. So uh, we've just got to get brave and stop being cowards and get out there and fight the enemy. Because uh, whether or not, folks, you want to believe in the reality of deliverance or demons or that Satan is real, look, he doesn't care. He's still coming for you. And, you know, he's out there to try to destroy you, kill you, steal it from you. And he's doing it out there. And many people, because, you know, the ignorance is is not bliss in this war. It can get you killed. So the best thing anybody can do is say, hey, you know, there's a battle here, and how do I protect myself? You know, how, you got to get suited up in the Ephesians 6 armor. And you got to learn how to use the weapons, the offensive weapons, like the the, word, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. You know, we were talking to a demon the other day, John, and the demon says, uh, hey, look at your right arm. I thought about that. I happen to be right-handed. You know, that's the, the arm that I would wield a sword in, John. Uh-huh. And it made me really stop and think, am I in the Word of God enough? I think we could all do better in that area. Yeah. If and you, you don't mean with your, your sword, you're not going to be able to wield it very well, are you? Uh-huh. You Same know, with the known from the, Go ahead. from the testimonies of people that have come in, you've seen how bound up a lot of people are. You know, you could call them modern gathering demoniacs. So the <laughs> people are, you know, uh, like you say, bound up in fear. There's one person who is so bound up, she'd go into a closet and, and cry. God, have mercy. Yeah, and because she just didn't have the freedom. And 
there's other people. Another lady was deeply involved in uh, New Age over in India and uh, back here in the States. The, uh, her spirit guide, uh, Guru, was uh, assaulting her over here in America. And, you know, you can go to all the psychologists you want, but if, if you're not going to fight the battle the way the Lord has given us the power and authority, uh, you can't turn these things back by natural strength. It is only by supernatural, spiritual might and power that our Lord has given us to wield. Amen. Um, I got an uh, email on Facebook during the program tonight, John, and uh, the lady said, would you please help me? I need someone to pray for my daughter. She's been missing for three weeks. Don't know what's happened to her. Mm-hmm. I, I take it to say... It's an adult child, but nonetheless, she hasn't phoned home in three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, th- thoughts will race through your mind. Has my uh, child been kidnapped? Fallen amongst the wrong company? What's wrong? Where are they at? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to believe that uh, the Word of God means what it says. Whatever we loose, earth being loosed in heaven. So I said, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the faith, because without faith it's impossible to please God. And I'm going to loose the angels of God to go and locate this girl create favor with her to call her mother. Now, that's not an original idea I've had. I've heard it done before. I think it was Pastor Wynn talked about it. Yeah. And uh, I've seen it work. And I believe at this very moment that the angels of God that I'm loosed in the name of Jesus Christ are going out there to locate this girl to get her to call her mother. That's right. You know, I believe we we can do things like that. Yeah. Well, if you want, Shannon, why don't we do a little prayer right now about that situation? Amen. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you through the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, God by indwelling Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift up this family to you with the the child there, however old they are, has not uh, called her parents in a while. Lord, we lift this whole thing up to you. We're asking, Lord, for your blessings on the family. We're praying, Lord, that you would reunite them as soon as possible. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I Bind the strong and room spirits, all principality, and all the evil ones working through this family, the parents, the child, etc., all the various aspects of it. And I take authority over all these evil ones bound in the third realm, in the name and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I also ask, Lord, your angels would continuously cover them all with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus for protection. Also, I'm praying, Lord, that if there is anything nefarious at work there, that, Lord, it would be dealt with, it would be turned back, that the child would be free to call home and to uh, talk to their parents. In fact, if there's any occult involvement that's keeping them away, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I break all curses, devices of witchcraft, psychic prayers, etc., that's on or against them, that's keeping them away, and I turn that garbage back immediately to the original the demonic senders. Also, I'm praying, Lord, that you would restore the godly soul ties of the parents and the child, that the child would want to be in contact with the parent. In fact, I break in Jesus' name all ungodly soul ties of the child with anyone else that is keeping them away. And ask, Lord, your angels would gather up the fragment pieces of the soul of the child and restore their soul to wholesomeness. Also, Lord, if they've been caged by anything, I just break off these cages, these chains, etc. In Jesus' name, and I speak freedom to them that they are free to leave their bondage and to 
call home. Again, I ask Lord for sufficient legions of angels to first locate them, to surround them in spheres of protection, and to have them contact home as soon as possible. If they're in an unsafe environment, I pray, Lord, that your angels would escort them to safety to keep them safe from all the forces of evil that are out there. And again, Lord, if there's anything else we need to pray about, well, I ask that you would bring it to our attention so that we can pray for them. We lift them up again. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you've done in the past and for what you're going to do now. And we just call upon the Holy Spirit to minister mightily unto this family. In Jesus' mighty name, by his blood, amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, I was just reading some of the word, John, over in Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Now, many people know about the 12 disciples, but then they forget that Jesus continued to appoint people to his work. And we've been called today to do the same thing as he appointed them and sent them forth to do. But in Luke 10, it talks about uh, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two and two before his face in every city and place whether he himself would come. And if you go down to number 17, it says, uh, talks about the 70 had went out, and they you know, did the work that the Lord called them to do. And when they returned, it says, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Notwithstanding, in, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. Now, folks, he wasn't talking about going out there and he's telling us we can go uh, jump on top of a rattlesnake or step on a scorpion. You know, you can do that, of course, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, no, he's talking about uh, demonic spirits, evil, foul, wicked spirits. You know, I like to... I like to look at uh, and focus on what he said over all the power of the enemy, John. Uh-huh. That's that's pretty. That's a lot of power. That's right. And you know, uh, we need to exercise that. That goes hand in hand with the the keys to the kingdom. You know, binding right. and loosing. Uh-huh. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. So we have some tremendous authority, and along with that goes responsibility. And we need to use it. He didn't just give us that, folks, so we could throw it in our pocket. If you've got keys, it's for a reason. I remember one time I was uh, interviewing John when I worked for the, for the government. I was working for the Department of Defense for almost seven years, and I was bored. And I said, you know what, I'm going to either get out and go into private sector, or I'm going to try for one of my dream jobs. And it was a, it was a special government agency, and I was going to, uh, interviewed to become a special police officer. And I had to go through this process, and I think I've shared some of the story before. It took a six-month uh, background check, lie detector test, psych exam. Uh, they did everything, interviews. And I got all the way to the end, and as I was sitting there in my final phase, the guy says, you know what, uh, You know, with this job, we'll give you the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> Uh-huh. Of course, looking back at it, you must have had some knowledge of the Bible. But uh, in that position, if I had had those keys that he was talking about, I would have actually had access to every, you know, just about every door in this building of this government agency. You know, with it comes an extreme responsibility. Uh-huh. 
But I, you know, I digress. Uh, you know, folks, that's a tremendous responsibility we have and a blessing uh, and an authority we have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to go out there and fight this enemy. Which outside of that, we would be no match for him. We would be dead meat. And you know, I mean, Shannon, it is a responsibility because to whom much is given, much is required. Every amen. believer has been given that charge, yeah. that uh, command from the Lord to use, and it's too bad that the vast majority of the church doesn't see it that way, but they're like the people with the one talent who took what the Lord gave them and buried it in the earth and didn't use it. I think they're going to have to give account for not doing what our Lord has told them in the Great Commissions, as in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, as it's recorded. Amen. And we're talking about you folks that are listening. Every one of us that has received the gift of salvation and called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to save us, we we have been given that uh, responsibility to do what Jesus said. It means to cast out devils. Every one of us. Even your child can cast out a demon. You know, I mean, uh, hey, we're, we've all been called to do it. And uh, what are we doing with that talent that he gave us? If we're sitting on it, and we say, well, you know, I'm just going to be content going to my church and singing in the choir. And, you know, that's not doing what Jesus called us to do. He didn't call us to go to church every week and let that be our whole walk with him. We're to go to church, okay, to to have a have a, uh, a rallying point, okay, get fed some meat of the word, and then go out there and do what he called us to do. And, you know, to fellowship with others. But, hey, um... We need to be doing what Jesus said and get busy because time is running out on us all, John. And, you know, mm-hmm. it says you will know them by their fruit. What kind of fruit are we bearing, folks? What do we have to show for the for the gift of salvation that Jesus gave us? He didn't give it to us so we could go back into the world and be like them. We're supposed to come out of the world, be ye a separate people, and pick up the cross and get busy because the the harvest is ready, but the workers are few. Jesus said, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers. Talks about that also in Luke 10. And, you know, I went to the mall this weekend, John, just to stretch my legs and uh, walked around. And I looked at all of the people out there. Probably many of them were lost. Don't even know that uh, time is short and they could, you know, be in eternity. You wake mm-hmm. up, the world could change overnight. You could be in a war zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Lord has given us a responsibility that wherever we are, we're to do it as unto the Lord. Amen. Some years ago, there was a, a postman came to Hegwish and just didn't see what deliverance and spiritual warfare would be of use for him. And I said, how many houses do you go by every day? How many hundreds or thousands of them? And uh, I said, you should be binding and losing over every house that you're going to. But, you know, we never saw him again because he just didn't catch the vision of what God had called him to do. Uh, I worked in government and uh, in the political realm, and uh, every chance I got, I was binding and loosening over the politicians. Amen. For a number of years, and uh, only, I guess, in heaven will we know what effect it It is. You know, those who are school teachers have the opportunity of binding and loosening over their children and over the families of them. So God has us where he wants us to be at this point in time. We just have to realize this is our responsibility. 
So this is where it's going to be. Uh, a friend of ours uh, was recently convicted of uh, manslaughter, and there was a lot of uh, irregularities that went on in the court system. But she looked at it. If she was out of jail, she would serve the Lord, and if she's in jail, she will serve the Lord. And she's doing Bible studies with the other ladies in prison, and she's even doing deliverance with them in prison. You know, she is using the opportunities the Lord has given her. And we're praying the Lord would uh, get her out as soon as possible, but as long as she's in there, she's going to do the best she can to serve Jesus. Amen. Um, That's a real ministry to the captives right there. And folks, uh, you know, hey, wherever the Lord chooses to put us, that's what we need to do. We need to, to minister, uh, and we need to re- redeem the, the hour because it's late. And there's people that are getting ready to go into eternity, and there's no reincarnation coming back and getting a second chance. If you don't know Jesus Christ, when your spirit leaves the body, it's over with. You're toast. And there's a sure uh, judgment and uh, the lake of the fire for the, the destination of those people that leave this world not having made a decision for Jesus Christ. So we got to get out there, you know, and uh, the, the Word even says, shall I find faith when I return? There's a warning, you know, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and given a marriage and knew not till the flood came and took them all away. Uh-huh. You know, there's a word about the master that went to a foreign land, came back, had been a long time, and he found his servants Playing around, not doing anything, not busy, and what he had ordered them to do before he left. And what did he do? He cast them into outer darkness. So we have a responsibility out there, people. There's people dying out there. There's people committing suicide. There's people going to the doctor and taking psychotropic drugs because they don't believe there's any other hope. I'm sitting here reading my email. There's a brother that says... uh, have you ever dealt with a demonic spirit that caused ADHD in a child? We dealt with some spirits the other day, and they told us we put autism in the children and Alzheimer's in the elderly. And I believe it. That's the modus operandi, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the enemy's doing, and the only way to combat it is to do spiritual warfare, and that's uh, the whole mission of Omega Man Radio for those of you uh, just tuning in for the first time tonight. Well, John, uh, we're up at the end of the program, and uh, I think our uh, switchboard is clear. Folks, if uh, you're catching this program on uh, MP3 download and uh, you're not able to uh, listen or tune in during normal showtime, email me with your name and phone number, and we will call you and be glad to pray deliverance with you over the phone. So don't let there be a, a reason not to make contact with us and get the prayer you need. John, you want to close tonight in prayer? Okay, sure. Again, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings you've given us, and we thank you for the opportunity of spending a few hours together. We know there's many other distractions in the world that are out there, the television, the Internet, uh, various theaters, etc. Sports events really have a lot of people bound up, but we thank you, Lord, that we were able to come together in kind of a virtual church around the world, join together. And with your Holy Spirit in the midst of us. And Lord, you said wherever two or three are gathered, you'd be with us too. So Lord, we thank you for that as well. Lord, I ask for your 
special blessings on the people who tuned in tonight. I ask, Lord, for blessings on especially your godly, virtuous ladies out there, Lord, who are doing what you would have them do, being uh, obedient to their husbands, faithful to their husbands, loving to them and to their children, and just letting your love flow through them to the community, to the church around. And I ask, Lord, you would raise up more godly women. I'm asking, Lord, that you would help the ladies raise up their daughters to be godly women that uh, serve you the way you would have them to be. And I'm praying, Lord, you bless the men there, too. We need a lot more godly men as well, Lord, to to head the families and the church, Lord, and other areas, too, that you would have them be. Lord, you are a God of restoration, and I'm praying you would restore all the damaged families out there, Lord. I'm praying you get them saved, get them healed, get them delivered, so they could then minister to all the others around. And so, I'm Lord, I'm praying for your multiplied blessings on them. For any who are listening tonight who are not saved, I call upon God's Holy Spirit to minister to them and to bring them to Jesus immediately. Again, Lord, we thank you for what you've done. Most of all, we thank you for our salvation. In Jesus' mighty name and by his blood, amen. Amen. Uh, God bless you, John. Thanks for coming on tonight. And we'll see you again next Monday. And, folks, if you'd like to reach uh, Pastor John Franklin, his phone number is area code 613-346-1493. Or you can email him, care of number 7 at gmail.com. God bless you, John. Lord's blessing, Shannon. Night now. Folks, uh, tomorrow night we're going to have uh, Pastor John Gogan on at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We have a show every night this week. We're also going to be bringing on some uh, some second programs as time permits. So spread the word about Omega Man Radio and uh, be sure and send these MP3s out to your friends. Uh, they're free for distribution. You can also download them off of iTunes or directed off OmegaManRadio.com. And uh, God bless you. And if you uh, were not able to uh, call in tonight and you want prayer, just get a hold of me. And what we'll do is we'll contact you off the air, and we'll be glad to to, to pray with you if you can't call in during uh, showtime.